0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another podcast. There have been so many media mistakes and reversals and about faces when it comes to headlines and facts that were wrong, and video that was wrong. I've tracked a lot of it on my website, CherylAckeson.com. If you go on there and search for media mistakes, you'll find my list. I'm nearing a hundred of them now, and these are major mistakes, generally made by major media outlets and analysts, including some of the most formerly well-respected national news organizations, like the New York Times, the Washington Post, NBC, and so on. But I wanted to really look at one case in point in particular as part of this podcast, because I think it's indicative of the problems that we're seeing across the board. And it has to do with the reporting on President Trump pulling U.S. troops out of Syria. Widely reported, using similar words as the abandonment of the Kurds, the betrayal of the Kurds. Well, I feel pretty sure that most Americans can't tell you off the top of their head who the Kurds are, which country or countries they belong to, or what the U.S. relationship with them has been, let alone how all of that factors into Iran, Russia, China, Turkey, and Syria. And yet, people are talking on the news, analysts, and reporters as if they're suddenly experts in geo-global politics in matters that would take somebody many years to really become an expert on. And yet, they all have opinions on what's been done wrong in this instance. Well, without explaining as much the topic of President Trump's abandonment of the Kurds and how everyone says it will surely put a resurgence of Islamic extremist terrorists known as ISIS on Trump's shoulders, he'll carry the blame. That theme has dominated news coverage for much of the past few weeks. Amid that came word from ABC News that it had to pull down a video that aired on its flagship broadcast. It claimed to show a slaughter by Turkey, on the Syrian border after President Trump's announced withdrawal of U.S. troops. Slaughter was another favored word used over and over again to report what was going on after withdrawal of U.S. troops. Anyway, ABC correspondent Ian Pinnell reported on a Sunday that video they were showing, quote, obtained by ABC News, appears to show the fury of the Turkish attack on the border town of Tal Abyad two nights ago. Now, the video that they showed showed massive explosions lighting up the night sky, one right after the other. Unfortunately, it turns out ABC was hoodwinked, according to its own account. A tweet issued by ABC News the following Monday morning read, Correction, we've taken down video that aired on World News Tonight Sunday and Good Morning America This Morning that appeared to be from the Syrian border, Immediately after questions were raised about its accuracy, ABC News regrets the error. It came with no further explanation. I mean, I had a lot of questions I wondered in the aftermath of how video that they said appeared to be from the Syrian border turned out to be nothing close to that. In fact, according to National Review, the alleged error was actually uncovered by social media users, who compared the supposed combat footage from Syria to a YouTube video of a Kentucky military show, and it appeared to be identical. By the way, National Review credited Gizmodo with first reporting on the alleged error and publishing the video side-by-side for comparison. ABC's correction was the right move, of course, but that should not be the end of the story. It's yet another in a long series of serious media mistakes that never should have happened, and I think arguably would not have happened if appropriate journalistic standards had been deployed, and if bias were not on the front page. I can't help but think that part of the problem might be the video seemed to fit so perfectly with the narrative that the media and other interests were pummeling viewers with for day after day. In other words, had this video not shown what many in the media wanted to see, it might have been treated more critically on the front end, rather than represented as a great exclusive ABC News get that was shown to millions of its evening news and morning news viewers. Yes, there may well be slaughters, massacres, and abuses in the Mideast battles, and the battles between Turkey and the Kurds in northern Syria. Such events have gone on relatively nonstop in the Mideast for a long time. News coverage, analysis, public discussion, and debate about all of that are very worthy. Military experts, Democrats, Republicans, and pundits all seem to pretty much agree that Trump was in the wrong to remove the troops from Syria. But under these circumstances, when preconceived notions like this are being set in stone, it's all the more important that we as journalists make sure we aren't hoodwinked. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places, and you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Back to the ABC example, I think there are other questions we need to have answered. Exactly who brought the video to ABC and how did they represent it? What was the process ABC used to try to verify that the video was what they presented it to be, something shot in Syria rather than an old file tape video shot in Kentucky? Who did ABC believe shot the combat video? Did they pay for it or did someone just offer to give it to them out of the blue? What was the motivation of whoever misrepresented the video? But pretty much nobody seemed very interested in answering those specific questions or pushing ABC to answer the questions. Well, since that misrepresentation of video, that sloppy error that never should have happened, there have been a couple of more already. Let's go over a couple of those. On October 16th, many major news outlets, including... Yahoo, USA Today, Roll Call, NBC, ABC, and Fox quoted President Trump as saying Turkey's invasion of Syria, quote, is not our problem. That's the quote that they attributed to President Trump. Later, it turned out there was a correction. NBC and others said that Trump never actually said it's not our problem. He said, quote, it's not our border. Hours after NBC's correction, the initial allegedly false quote remained when I searched around on Yahoo, USA Today, Fox, Roll Call, The Washington Times, and other news sites. NBC News, to their credit, did issue a correction. They tweeted out, quote, A previous tweet misquoted President Trump saying Turkey's invasion in the northern Syria is not our problem. He said, quote, They have a problem at the border. It's not our border, as well as, quote, It's not between Turkey and the U.S., That was actually according to the official White House transcript. It was not what reporters had first indicated. Then comes October 27th, when the U.S. raided Syria and captured al Baghdadi, one of the worst heads of the worst terrorist groups ever known to be in existence. There were multiple media reports that claimed President Trump was golfing during the U.S. raid in Syria. And that the White House Situation Room photo that was circulated afterwards showing President Trump, looking stern and ready, that it had been staged. Well, it turns out, according to later reports, that none of that was true. Trump had finished golfing and was at the White House during the operation. Apparently, some of the confusion started when the former White House photographer for Obama, Pete Souza, apparently originally tweeted out incorrect information on timing. Sousa actually self-corrected later, saying in a tweet that the latest reporting from the New York Times showed helicopters left Iraq at 5 p.m. Washington time. These would be the U.S. helicopters carrying the people doing the raid. And he went on to say they reported it was about a 70-minute flight to Syria, so the actual raid had to happen sometime after 6.10 p.m. Eastern time. If the president was golfing until 3.30 it was perfectly possible, in fact, it turned out to be confirmed, that he was back at the White House well before the raid began at 6:10 p.m. or after. I think one of the most shocking things about all this is these mistakes occur with such frequency now across the board and with very little accountability. In fact, I often hear people in the media defend them by saying, well, at least we corrected them when we learned it was wrong, or... President Trump lies all the time or makes mistakes far more frequently than we do. I think that's mixing apples and oranges. We're not supposed to compare the extent and the motivation and the number of our mistakes in the media based on the mistakes or lies of the people we cover or how much we like or dislike them or how much we think they deserve to be taken to task. That's why we have ethical standards and journalism standards. They're supposed to be applied Fairly and neutrally, no matter who we're covering, no matter how much we like or dislike the people we're covering. That's why they have to be standards. That's why they exist. Too often now, I think that's not the case. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, share it. And consider subscribing to my two podcasts, the Cheryl Atkinson Podcast and Full Measure After Hours. They can be found on iTunes or your favorite podcast distributor. Or you can even go to SherylAtkinson.com and click podcast on my website and just listen to it right there. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself. Thanks for listening.